הרי נמי כאשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שתורנו כל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר קדוש עם אשר בארץ המה. ובפחד רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו נמנחנו במקור חכמה רבנו נחמן מפגה. נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותם תגן עלינו והכל ישראל אמן. בעזרת השם תלוי בישראל תורה ס"א. Starts this Torah with the Zohar from the Yidra Rabbah, as we saw also um, with regard to Torah Samech, also from the Yidra as well. So, look what it says. Chadi Rabbi Shimon ve'amar, Rabbi Shimon rejoiced and he said, Hashem shamati shim ancha yareti, as it's in Chabakuk chapter 3 verse 2. Hashem, I heard your message, yareti, I feared. In that situation, it was right to fear. Okay, let's see what this means. We're going to put that aside and start into the lesson. Rabbeinu explains that through faith in the sages, one can bring our mishpat, our judgment, to light. For Mishpat, that middle pillar. Mishpat is the middle pillar. This justice is the middle pillar. It's the middle way. The middle ground. Which does not lean right nor left. This is Mishpat. Mishpat is right in the middle. And one merits this Mishpat. To bring Mishpat to light. Because what does it say? About Emunat Chachamim. Do not... Straight from the matter that they that they shall tell you left or right, meaning that which the Chachamim tells us we should not move right or left, meaning Emunat Chachamim is the concept of the middle also, because with Emunat Chachamim you cannot move right or left, just like Mishpat is the middle pillar. And through Emunat Chachamim, one can bring Mishpat, um, one can bring Mishpat out to to Baruch in clarity. It says. Truthful mishpatim, truthful judgments. This is that all the studies that a person studies, when a person studies, he needs to receive from that study judgments of truth. So that it doesn't enter into the aspect of this distorted judgment. Meaning that from the thing that you are studying, you should receive from those studies that you are learning um, judgments of conduct, how to act basically. You understand how to behave from that study that you're studying. Meaning, when you study, you have to apply what you're studying to make yourself a better person. You cannot just study and leave it in the aspect of a study. You have to bring it into the concept of mishpat, uh, mishpat emet, truthful judgments. That you have to understand and know how to behave, whether it's how to conduct yourself or whether it's how to, uh, how to guide others who conduct themselves according to your advice. How you should guide others who conduct the way they behave according to the way you are telling them to. Each and every person, according to where he stands, according to how much authority and how much rulership he has. Whether it's over just himself, maybe, or whether it's over 
many people, etc. Whether it's big or small. All of this one merits through emunat chachamim shehu bechinat lo tasur bechule, which is the concept of do not stray from the matter. And we saw as yuchal ayotim mishpatei anagot yishagot. Now he's able to bring out and to to bring to light judgments of um, proper conduct. The concept of truthful judgment. That you do not stray right or left. But when one blemishes in the faith of the sages, then he falls into the judgment or the punishment of the tiring of the flesh, the fatigue of the flesh. What does that mean? A waste matter, excess. Let's see what all this means. One who ridicules the word of Chachamim is judged to boil an excrement. This is a place in Geinam, which Hashem Yachem, we do not even want to understand what this is. It's a place where a person does, doesn't even really get out. He's a... Uh, it's very dangerous. Very, very scary to even think about. As it says in the verse, in Kohelet, uh, chapter 12, verse 12, with much ridicule, is a wearing of the flesh. Wearing of the flesh. Whenever a person ridicules the word of the Chachamim, as the Gemara brings down over there, and it brings the proof from this verse, when the people ridicule the word of Chachamim, then they are judged with the Giyad Basar, wearing of the flesh, which is what? Basically being boiled in excrement. This is This is measure for measure. Because this man who's mocking the words of the Chachamim, he doesn't believe in their words. He's mocking them. And their words are like, they're a waste to him. They're like a waste matter to him. This is why he's judged in waste matter. He's put in motarot in excess. That excrement. Rabbanu explained that all judgments come from the mind. They feared from the the face of the king, for they had saw, for they had seen that the wisdom of God was within him to do mishpat, to do judgment, to do justice. <clears throat> Meaning that because he had he had wisdom, he was now able to execute judgment. So we see here that judgment comes from the mind. And the mind is commensurate with the food one eats. And when the body is clean, then the mind is pure. Now he's able to bring out, out the mishpat to light. Truthful mishpat. Proper conduct. But what happens? When a man is judged with this excess, he's put into this concept of Torah Rotacha, when this man blemishes in the Emunat Chachamim, as we said above, what happens? Foul vapors enter his brain and mix up and confuse his mind. Ashanim Sruchim. Foul, foul vapors. And now what happens? He's not able to bring out truthful judgment. Not only is he not able to bring out truthful judgments, a crooked judgment exits. As it says in Chabakuk, the Rasha encircles the Tzadik, the wicked one encircles the righteous one. Therefore, the Mishpat goes out in crookedness. 
מינינג, ועוד היינו על ידי שהעשנים סירוחים מסבבים ומקיפים המוח ומבלים אותו, מינינג, through the fact that these foul vapors, which represent the rasha in this case, מסבבים ומקיפים, they surround and they encircle the brain, what's surrounding? It's the machtich, as we saw in the verse, rasha machtich, sorry, machtich et tzadik, it encircles the tzadik, this rasha, which is the foul vapors, encircles, meaning it surrounds the tzadik, what's the tzadik? The mind. המוח ומבלבלים אותו. And they confuse the mind. And through these foul vapors, the mishpat goes out crooked. About these mishpatim, about these judgments, they knew nothing. Meaning they, they did not know how to bring out proper mishpat because their minds were confused. And Doeg, this person, because Doeg would study. His study was from the concept of motarot. Of excess. It says about Doeg in Shmuel um, Aleph, chapter, uh, chapter 21. And there, a man from the servants of Shaul held back in God's presence. And his name was Doeg. What did that mean? Held back in God's presence. He held himself from going to the bathroom. To be involved in Torah. He would study but not go to the restaurant when he needed to. He would push off his bodily needs. Why? For his study was the concept of holding back nature's call. This is the concept of excess. And through this, because he blemished in the concept of... Um, uh, he blemished in this concept. He couldn't let himself go to the restroom. His, from his studies, exited... Um, crooked judgment. From his studies, he did not see any truthful judgment. All that was, all that came out from his studies was crooked judgment. This is why Doeg said that he thought that David was not fitting to come into the congregation. Meaning his mind was confused. This is because his studies came from the content of Motarot. We literally see that. It's, his studies literally came from the concept of Motarot, excess. He would not allow himself to go to the restroom. So there's a blemish in Emunat Chachamim there. And he blemished with Emunat Chachamim with David, as we saw. Rabbeinu teaches us a huge chidush. There are leaders that are called in the name of Rabbi. There are Rabbanim today, back then. That their studies come from this concept of motarot, excess, waste matter. Not only are they not able to lead themselves, all the more so they're not able to lead others. On top of all that, they take upon themselves greatness and they try to lead the world. Rabbeinu teaches us something huge, a practical advice. It is on us to make sure not to confer authority upon them. Not to give them the authority. Not to give them strength and power. That we should not call them Rabbi. Because these people themselves, Rabbeinu is giving them the benefit of the doubt. They are not that guilty. Sorry, they Yeah, they aren't so guilty. For they have a great evil inclination to lead the world. But it's on us to make sure that we do not give them strength and power. They have a great 
inclination to try to lead the world. But if we do it, then it's on us then. We are responsible. Because those people who give these false leaders power and strength and call them in the name of Rabbi, it is us, those people who give them this authority that they don't deserve, will be judged and held accountable for this. And through conferring authority to Rav, who is not proper, who is not, who is not really a Rav, through this, the writings of our hands are weakened. We have no strength within our holy writings, and we give strength to the writings of the Goyim. The, the, the works of the Goyim, and through this, by conferring authority upon false Rabbanim, these Goyim who now have strong writings, they are able to decree that we should not have any strength in our writings anymore. That only their writings should have strength. And Israel will be forced to study their works, all this stuff. And we see this concept today. Why so much of the system is built upon this desire to study all these books of philosophy, all these works of these English, English uh, um, authors, etc., all these people, all, all the system today is built upon this concept of having us to study the works of the Goyim. And you know why this stems from? Because Rabbeinu teaches us. We confer authority upon Rabbanim Shashikach. We confer authority upon Rabbanim who are not worthy. <coughs> and this is all because of, uh, from this. So Yisrael are forced to study their works. And not only this, they decree that we should be exiled from our places of settlement. That Israel were already dwelling there for quite some time. To places that Israel would be exiled to that they've never seen before. For this authority that we confer upon the Rav, and these writings that we're talking about here, they are from one aspect. For we know that Conferring authority is done with the hands. How did Yoshua be how was Yoshua given the spirit of wisdom? It says in the verse, Yoshua Binun was filled with the spirit of wisdom for Moshe had conferred his hands upon him. So we see that Moshe's hands being put upon Yoshua was what gave him the Ruachma. So smicha, conferring authority. Is with done with the hands. This is the concept of writing. Why? What's ktav? It's the yad ktovet, the hand that writes. As we see in the tikkun azor, tikkun nunvav, daf petet over there. And we also know that writing also comes from the concept of wisdom. The concept that the letters make wise. We know for the letters of the writing, through those letters, um, all the worlds were created. With the word of Hashem, the heavens were created. And it also says, you created everything with wisdom. So we see here that within the writing, all the worlds were created, and within the writing is this concept of chokhmah.
There's in every single letter wisdom. That the wisdom of God obliged that the letter be like this, with this form. And through that form within that letter, the world would be created in this form and behave according to this manner with and accustom itself according to the way it would. Within that world, meaning each and every world that was created, was created according to the letters and that letter which was formed and etc. etc. For example, the world Tohu. You know, the Tohu was a world that create, was created before this world. Tohu, this concept of the words Tav, Hev, um, and Vav, the combination of those letters and the way they are formed create a world that is formed that behaves according to the way those letters are formed. Each letter has a certain wisdom. And that wisdom gets then transferred to the world, etc. And the world behaves according to the wisdom of that letter through which the world was created. <clears throat> um, and the rest is true of all the other worlds that have another form and another behavior. Through the form of a different letter. For this is how God's wisdom decreed it. But when a wise man Who's fitting for authority is conferred authority and called Rabbi. Meaning this Rav, whose whose behavior is in the aspect of Mishpete Emet, truthful judgments. As that through that authority that we confer upon him, that we receive his Chokhmah through the concept of Yad Hashem, because we know the Chokhmah is within the writing. The writing is done with the hand. So. We receive his wisdom through the Yad Hashem. We saw that Yoshua was had Ruach Chokhmah, the spirit of wisdom, because Moshe put his hand upon him. What happens when we give authority to the right Rav, to a true tzaddik? Then we bring an illumination and strength to our writings. Because our writings also possess the concept of Chokhmah. Um, all this that Hashem gave me to understand, to comprehend. By His hand, I give you in writing. So, sorry. Let's see, like this. All this that Hashem gave me to comprehend, to understand by God's hand, by His hand, I give to you in writing. Meaning that Hashem granted us the wisdom through His own hand. And now once we have that wisdom, we give it back in, uh, through the concept of through the concept of, ktav, of ktav yad, through the concept of writing. Meaning that wisdom which is conferred upon the Rav then gets transferred within the, the writings of the, our, our holy writings. Um, that illumination of God's wisdom that is present within the mind of that Rav then it gets transferred within the writings of our holiness, of our holy, of our holy religion. Meaning through the wisdom that is received from the Yad of Hashem as we said earlier that the hand of Moshe was what gave wisdom. So we see the hand of Hashem is what grants wisdom. This is what we mean. This is what we call conferring authority. 
Through this, one brings an illumination and strength within the writings of holiness. This is what it says in Mamidbar. That the Ruach rested upon them. The Hema Baktuvin, they were in the writings. What does that mean? Because they were appointed and they received the Ruach of Chokhmah. Through this, an illumination was brought in the holy writings. Meaning, within our writings. And then, not only is it that we are not subject to their mishpat, their crooked mishpat, rather all their mishpatim, their judgments of conduct, all of theirs is through ours. To execute written mishpat against them. Meaning that they will act according to our mishpat katuv. But when one confers authority upon a Rav who's not worthy, we see that when we confer authority upon the wrong man, upon the and we call Rav to someone who's not deserving of this title, with this we weaken our holy manuscripts, our holy writings, and we give strength to their writing, to the Goyim's writing, and then all their judgments. We need to. Uh, Sorry, then all our judgments, the way we behave, is according to the way they have written. We are dictated by their writings, not ours. Which represents Mishpatim, Balidaum. The judgments were not known to them. Meaning, Am Yisrael did not know of their own judgments. They didn't have judgment. They received the judgment from the Goyim. This this crooked judgment that we are talking about, that Amishel is forced to accept upon themselves, because what? Because why? We give authority to Rabbanim who don't deserve it. Through this, Israel are decreed to be exiled to places from, pla from places which we have been dwelling already in. Because the place in which Israel dwells already even if it's outside the land of Israel, is the concept of the holiness of Israel. Meaning when we enter a place, we make it as if it's the holiness of Eretz Yisrael, a small sanctuary. Meaning, even outside Eretz Yisrael, there's this concept of Mikdash Me'at, this holy, holiness of Eretz Yisrael. Because through the fact that Yisrael dwells there, the air that is present in that place is sanctified in the concept of the air of Israel. Because through our writings, the air is purified and sanctified. As it says in Baba Badcha, in the Zohar Pinchas also, Tikun Chabet of the Zohar, it says, What did the air of Eretz Israel brings wisdom? What do we say is also wisdom? The writing that we do is also in the aspect of otiot machkimot. Letters make wise. The letters bring wisdom. It says in Migdal Oz, in the Shala, in the Shla, Hakadosh. I'm looking to Kunazar, Tikun Yutet, Daf Mem Amud Bet. The content of the letters of the letters of the writing make wise. Otiot machkimot, meaning sorry, the writing in itself has this concept of wisdom, as we see that the 
writings in itself are written with letters, obviously. And those letters bring wisdom. Okiot markimot. And just like letters bring wisdom, so too the Eretz Yisrael brings wisdom. The Arab Eretz Yisrael brings wisdom. So we see that our writing is the concept of the Arab Eretz Yisrael. Look at this art Rabban is teaching us right now. And through the movement of that feather in the air at the time when we write, the letters which make wise, as we saw, are engraved in the air. And through this man who's writing, and through that writing that we are writing holiness with, the air is sanctified in the in the aspect of the air of Eretz Yisrael brings wisdom. Because the air of Eretz Yisrael is compared to what? The letters of the writing. So the letters in the air create the sanctification of the air around us. But when we, God forbid, blemish our manuscripts, our writings, through conferring authority upon a Rav who is not proper, with this we exile Israel from the settlements in the places that we were already dwelling in, which is the concept of the heir of Israel, as we saw. And we are exiled to places we are exiled from there to a place like Midbar Shemama, a desolate wilderness. A desolate desert. There's no holiness over there. For a Jew hasn't yet dwelt there. And through this, a new section. When this happens, when our scriptures lose writing, lose holiness, and then we are exiled, we, meaning just as our scriptures lose holiness and our scriptures represent the air of Israel, then also we lose, we are exiled from our place because the place we, which we live in right now is the concept of Israel. So we are pushed away and we are exiled. The wisdom of astronomy and astrology is taken away from us. We are not able to know the changes and the future occurrences which will occur through the spheres of the firmament. This wisdom is given to the Goyim. Because at the beginning, this wisdom was given just to us. For this is for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the eyes of the Amim, in the eyes of the other nations. On this verse, it asks a question. Which wisdom and understanding is for the eyes of the nations? Say that this refers, sorry, this refers this refers to something calculating the seasons and the constellations. This refers to calculating the seasons and the constellations. For within this concept of astronomy, astrology, etc., there is this great intellect that the secret remains by us even though we inform them of this wisdom. Meaning we inform them that this wisdom exists, but they do not know the secret 
of it. Because it's certain that we need to inform them that there is this wisdom that exists. Meaning that through the season and constellation we can occur what's going to happen. So that they should know that from our wisdom, sorry, that they should know from our chokhmah that we, um, that we know this wisdom. Meaning that they should know that we know all these things. It says, it says in the verse. And also, Rabbeinu asks the question. Rabbeinu asks the question. If this is the case, that we have to inform them of the wisdom so that they know that we know these lofty ideas. If that's the case, because of the fact that we are informing them, it's no longer a secret. Because now they also know. For Rabbeinu explains, there is a wisdom within this, that we're able to inform them of this wisdom, but nonetheless, the secret remains by us. And this is present, this concept is present in the verse. For this is your wisdom, your wisdom and your understanding to the eyes of the nations meaning to the eyes of the nations specifically meaning it's only present in the eyes of the nations at the time when we are informing them but immediately after we are done informing them they don't know about this at all all they know that the wisdom exists and it remains by us the secret because we do not inform them of this wisdom in its essence that this essence of this wisdom is the concept of the secret of pregnancy this is the secret of pregnancy the concept that we are able to inform them you know, give them the true secret that once we inform them they don't even know of it and they just know that it's by us. This is the secret of pregnancy, Ibur. It's just that within this, there's a secret. Just that there's a wisdom that we are able to show them this wisdom to their eyes alone. So that they should know that this wisdom is by us. But this essence of that secret of wisdom remains by us. This is the concept of the secret of pregnancy. The secret meditation, the pregnancy. That the secret of Ibur, of the concept of Ibur, that is a known idea in Kabbalah, is only given to those great men of the generation. Um, look at Rashi in Gemara Rosh Hashanah, I believe, Daf Chaf. Um, <clears throat> and other different places, etc., etc. This idea that Soda Ibu is only given to those very unique people in the generation, those great men of the generation, who have great souls. For the way that the um, the spheres behave, meaning astron astronomy and astrology, all these ideas, um, <clears throat> sorry, um, is the way that the spheres operate and move is through the intelligence, through the mentalities, the intelligences, which represent what? The angels. Each and every sphere, celestial sphere, has a 
um, sechel, an intellect that is unique to it. What is the intellect that we just said? The angel. Meaning each sphere has an angel that is in charge of it. And through this um, angel, variations in the revolutions of these spheres occur. That this celestial sphere goes according to this month, and in this order, this sphere takes a year or longer. And some spheres need such a long time, thousands of years, until it completes a revolution. All of this is according to the variations in in intellect, meaning in angels. Depending on which angel, depending on how far away this intellect is from the first cause, Mehaila, the first cause from Hashem. According to this, is how these celestial spheres behave. All these intellects are all received from the uh, comprehensive guiding force, from the guiding force that. Includes everything else. This is the all-encompassing intellect, meaning each and every angel receives from something above, which is the soul that everyone um, goes according to this soul. The soul from the Almighty enables them to understand. Meaning what? From the that the neshama in it infuses the intellect within them. The neshama is what gives the intellect the, the, the manah, the power to engage with that sphere. This is why the soul is called shamayim. For shamayim represents the encompassing of all the Celestial spheres. Let him call out to the heavens above. This is the neshama. What's the heavens? This is the neshama. This, the neshama, the soul, is the all-encompassing leader of all the spheres. This is why the neshama is called galgalta. From the word galgal. Sphere. Gargalta, it's called the sphere. Or the the skull. Look in its chayim. Sha um I think Sha Um Aghantin maybe. Over there I don't know. <clears throat> it's called Galgata Alshim Galgale Harakiashiminagim Alada. Why is it the soul called Galgata? Because it's through the Nishama. Why is the Nishama called Galgata skull? But Galgata comes word Galgal. Meaning the Galgalea Rakia, the celestial spheres, behave according to the Neshama. They are guided by the Neshama. This is why these great souls are experts in the secret of pregnancy. For who knows the motions, their motions, these motions of these spheres, as we said, this, this, the way the spheres move is a secret of pregnancy. Meaning, who knows the motions of these spheres, these motions? Um, more than the leader itself. These great souls must have a body in the aspect of the fruit of the land, of the earth. This is 
the air of Eretz Yisrael. For when the air is sanctified, as if it's the land of the air of the land of Israel, as I call then all the fruits and the grains that grow there, meaning within this air which is called and we all men are sustained from these fruits and grains, from which the drop of seed stems. All of this is in the aspect of Eretz Yisrael. From there, the body is constructed, the body of the of the kid, through the content of the seed. Meaning, from the food which a man has sustained, emits that drop. As we said, that according to the what a man eats, we saw this in um, um, lessons previously, not far off. That um, according to the way the man eats is going to be how his seed is emitted, whether it's with purity or not, etc. So we see this concept that from a man's food, that's where the drop stems. And all of this is the aspect of Eretz Yisrael, because it's from the, this concept of Eretz Yisrael that the body is constructed. How is it that the body is constructed through Eretz Yisrael? As it says in Tehinim, I was knit together, I was put together in the recesses of the land, in the, in the bottom parts of the land. Meaning what? That he was put together by the concept of the Eretz, of the Eretz, of the land, which is Eretz Israel. Then the body is in the aspect of the fruit of the land. Meaning what? The fruit, which is that body, comes from the content of the Aretz. Now, that body that is created through that drop of seed, which comes from the earth, which is a reference to the land of Israel, all of this, that body is now fitting to receive a great soul. Call out to the heavens from above. This is the soul. Meaning now the soul is summoned to that body. The El Ha'aretz. Call to the heavens from above, and to the earth, this is the body, as it says in the Gemara. As we see, the Aretz is referenced to the body, the Shamaim is referenced to the Neshama. For the soul is according to the body, when the body is pure, one is able to receive a great soul. And the same is true of the opposite side. And this is why Rabbeinu teaches us that there are countries whose people's intellect are very obtuse, very crass, very physical, material. And there are countries whose people's intellects are very lucid and very clear. Each and every country is according to the, the food that grows within that country. But through the fact that we are exiled from the land of Israel, through what we mentioned above, with the Ktav Yadenu, etc., etc., all that stuff. We're not able to construct pure bodies. We're not able to receive a, a holy Neshama, a great soul. Why? Because the body is built through the content of the Eretz Yisrael. And if we're exiled from the land of Israel, then we are not able to construct pure bodies. This is how the secret of pregnancy is taken away from us. This is why the Gemara says in Ketuvot, It says in the verse, in Yechezkel, 
My hand will be against the prophets who prophesy vanity and divine falsehood, who prophesy things that are false. Etc. They will not share in the mystery of my people. Meaning what? This is the secret of Ibur, it says in Ktuvot. This secret that Hashem is saying that they will not share in the mystery of my people. This is the secret of Ibur. A pregnant thing. What did it say at the end of the verse? In the writings of the house of Israel, they won't be written. This is ordination. To confer authority. What did it say in the verse? They will not come to the land. They won't come back to the land of Israel. The simple meaning. This is literally what we were talking about. about. What did it say? That Bihtab Israel in the writing of Israel, they will not be written. This is ordination. Meaning through conferring authority upon a Rav, who is not supposed to be a Rav, called a Rav. With this we weaken the writings of Israel. And this is why it says in the verse, we will not go back to the, to the earth, to the ground of Israel. Meaning we are exiled from the land of Israel, the Arab of Israel. And this is why it says in the verse, they will not share the mystery of my people. This is the secret um, ideas of pregnancy. Meaning, the secrets of pregnancy are taken away from us. All of this comes through one thing, the excess, which is what? Blemishing in. And through this, there is no perfect counsel. A man can't have good advice. And he's constantly not able, unable to give himself good advice. He's constantly in doubt. Look how Rabbeinu is teaching us the secret of why we go through so much doubt, why we can't give ourselves advice, why we can't get out, even if we know sometimes what the advice is, we can't even apply it. We, we don't know. For a person who falls into what we just explained, all these things, his advice is in the aspect of etot nivarot, foolish counsel. Atzat nashim, the advice of a woman. Kiatinofet, for the filth, shelamotarot olalalev, for the filth that comes from that waste matter, rises to the heart. Bifrinat, it says in Yechezkel, he'elugi lulehem al libam. They raise their excrement upon their hearts. Venaasa libo metunaf, kemo betakise, and his heart is made filthy, literally like the bathroom. Shum mekom atzat nashim, which is the place where women give advice, women are constantly in the bathroom doing makeup, whatever it may be. All the words of women are discussed in the bathhouse. That is where all their advice is. This is super deep. This is where we're going to stop today. Bezat Hashem will continue and finish out the lesson from section 5 to the end next class. Bezat Hashem. But we see here the most amazing, amazing things here. Um, and the goal is that Bezrat Hashem were able to apply the advice to have perfect counsel through not being in doubt, etc. As we just explained above, conferring authority upon those who are worthy, purifying the Eretz Yisrael, giving our manuscripts um, proper, um, um, giving our manuscripts strength, not being exiled from the land of Eretz Yisrael, etc. All these ideas that we mentioned and having the content of Soda Ibu within our domain. Is that a shame? May we have the merit to um, apply what Rabbanu is teaching us here.